Hey everybody, welcome to the Matthew Freeman Show. Thank you for dropping by. If you've been here before, thank you for coming back. In this podcast, we explore personal growth. Personal growth on every level. The challenges we go through, the things we encounter, and how they relate to moving forward in a better, stronger self. From time to time, I'll bring a guest on who I think embodies that exact kind of personal growth motto, has something to share. Maybe they've built multiple businesses. Maybe uh, they have a beautiful marriage. Maybe they're a wonderful parent. Whatever the case may be, I like to bring guests on that add value to the personal growth side of things. I love to explore personal development, personal growth in myself. And share that with others from nutrition to exercise to spiritual development to financial, everything across the board. So here in this show, if you're here for the first time, that's what we're looking to explore. These ideas and concepts are things that I'm thinking through many times and they're not formulated answers. They're just opinions and thought provoking ideas for you to take and utilize to the best of your ability. One thing that I know for sure over the years is that whatever personal pain and, and suffering that I've gone through, if I can share that and that whatever it is that I'm sharing helps one person that day, then I'm feeling really good. And that is the mission of the show, that we can come on here, share our stories, and that story may help someone get through something they're going through. So here it is to personal development personal growth. Thank you for stopping by. As always, if you'd love to share the Matthew Freeman show, if you find a particular episode awesome, drop that on your Instagram, take a screenshot, tag me, let me know what you're enjoying. Really do appreciate that. For now, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Matthew Freeman Show. Today, I wanted to talk about a quote that I actually have tattooed down my left rib cage in the center of a tree. I originally got that tree. Um, well, you know, I just really liked trees growing up. And one of the reasons I really liked trees growing up, and I still love trees, is because what kid doesn't like to climb trees? One, two, I always wanted a tree fort, and three, my dad was a landscaper, and he knew so much about trees and was always trying to teach me, and even though it was one e in one ear and out the other, it was uh, something that like I still remember to this day, you know, enter the fig tree, which I've written about before, where I used to climb into the tree and pick figs for my dad so we could take them to the market and get some money. Uh, the walnut tree because I grew up on a, an orchard. Um, that's where my family lived. The almond tree also in the orchard. The eucalyptus, which is that beautiful tree that sheds and leaves little like pieces of it along the way, but it's just so beautiful and, and bulky. Uh, Japanese cherry blossom, which is just kind of this uh, beautiful, um, you know, I don't remember, but it's pretty. I think actually like has some pretty cool flowers. Uh, Japanese maple, and then you know you have your redwoods, etc. We live in a beautiful area where there's lots of trees. 
Anyways, I uh, decided I wanted a tree tattoo. And then I decided that, you know, I have to kind of give a reason to want a tree tattoo. And I think that wasn't externally, but everyone always asks, what's the meaning? And it's like, that's a good question. Um, I like to get tattoos that, you know, sometimes don't have meaning, just something that I want. And uh, so I got this tree and I was like, well, my dad was a landscaper. It's kind of the tree that was on his business card. And it was after he passed, so I decided to hide his initials in the tree as well. So, you know, unless you know his initials or unless you're looking for them, you don't really see them, but they're in there. It became kind of a tribute tattoo towards my dad. But down the middle of the trunk, I wanted this whole uh, quote, be comfortable in silence, because in 2010, that was my life. And... I spent a lot of that year in silence. Uh, one, I wasn't in high demand for work because I was transitioning between uh, my previous career in real estate and I was transitioning into fitness even though I didn't know that I was transitioning into fitness. I worked insurance that year as well. I kind of did odd jobs. I was also transitioning from being a family to being a part-time father and then trying to figure out who am I outside of this family member. The image had been destroyed and I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how to identify, I should say. And I know that's a buzzword today, um, but really I, I didn't know how to identify. Uh, I didn't know Anything other than the idea that I was supposed to be a businessman, father, husband. And at the time, I really did not have a business. I was doing my best to be a father. And I was no longer a husband. So I wasn't sure what was going on. And it was quiet. And I think we as human beings have grave difficulty in silence. I mean, we live in a completely distracted world at the dis distracted world. <laughs> I kind of mixed destructed and distracted there. Um, but we live in a distracted world right now that there's constant attention or we're seeking constant attention in some way, shape, form or fashion. Whether Amazon's knocking on your door, delivering your next package that you probably did not need. Uh, you're getting a like on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, you're joining into Clubhouse and listening to voices that you don't even know, but you feel connected because, you know, you're in the Clubhouse, right? Or you're on Twitter, tweeting and getting engaged in conversations with people that you'll probably never meet trying to prove a point. Or you're getting a new referral for business. Or you're going to be training a client and you're prepping for that. Or you have some kind of business meeting or a phone call, or maybe you're engaged in playing dominoes online like I have done or been known to do, or you're going to meet up with someone for a run. Whatever the case is, there's usually a distraction present. Netflix, another great distraction. It's really, really tough to turn everything off, all the noise, everything around you, and just be comfortable in the silence. And when you're not sure who you are, you can have the feeling that no one's choosing you. 
And that can feel lonely. It can feel empty. It can feel as though you have no purpose, which is not true. It could feel like maybe I'm lazy or maybe I just don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'm stuck. It could feel a lot of things because in the silence, you're only left with where your brain goes, your own thoughts. And they could be great thoughts too. They could take you to the islands of Aruba. You could be scuba diving with big sharks. I mean, your mind can can really create whatever it is that you want it to create. And you can actually feel the emotion of that creation. But the goal when it's silent and when you're not deep in your mind and you realize, whoa, there's nothing. You look outside. You don't even see people moving around. It's freakishly silent. How do you get comfortable? How do you get comfortable? I posted yesterday on my Instagram about being content, right? And still having goals. I was posed this question by someone who cares about me that I respect greatly. I said, Matt, do you always have to be learning something new? What if like, what if you could just be content in your own knowledge right now? What if for a moment you paused learning, paused growing, if you will, and just enjoyed all that you've become? And I have to tell you, that statement made me uncomfortable. It did. One of the reasons it did is because I've tied up so much of my value in some level of accomplishment. You might feel this way. You might resonate with what I'm saying right now. Or you might think I'm off my rocker. I don't know. You know, like I said on this podcast, I just share openly on how I'm feeling. I want to be the one that's courageous enough to share the things that are going on in my mind that no one else shares because they only want you to see the wins. And it may seem like I only share the losses. But I win all the time, whatever that means. Life goes good for me all the time. But I also think in a world of highlight reels, I think it's important that we we talk to each other about how we get through the lowlights. Is that a word? Are they actually lowlights? I don't know. Like opposite of highlights got to be lowlights, right? But I think we got to talk about them from time to time. Simply to say it's okay. Imposter syndrome. Is it really all that bad? I don't know. 
I like kind of feeling like I can't at times because then I just keep figuring out how I might I be able to. But how can I just sit and be content in what I've accomplished thus far in 42 years and the knowledge that I have at this point? See, it's never really been in my my hardwiring to do so. I often played on sports teams and we'd win the championship and the very next day we had practice. Or at least we were supposed to be thinking about it. There wasn't a lot of celebration. The offseason began. Or we won the football championship and literally were suited up in the basketball gear the following day, starting our season on the road to another journey. So the celebration was short. There was never really too much celebration. We'd win on Friday night and practice Saturday morning. And so I'm a little bit hardwired to say, once I finish that accomplishment, I'm on to the next. Some of it is an underlying fear that if I celebrate too long in the accomplishment, that I will start to go backwards. A wise mentor of mine, which I've shared before, always said, you're either growing or shrinking. So if I'm not focused on developmental growth, then am I shrinking? Does it happen that quickly? Little things daily lead to exponential results, so I'm afraid sometimes to not do the little things that are required to move forward. Therefore, here comes the point. I believe that I have to learn to connect to the idea that sitting in silence and to appreciate the silence and to let yourself recharge to connect with yourself to stop for a moment all of the responding and the coaching and the clarifying and the attempts to garner interest in my coaching practices, the attempts to connect with my kids where they're at, to be the best father I can be, to go, oh crap, I got to reach out to my sister, I got to call my mom, oh yeah, I got to message that person back. I got to write that letter, that thank you note. I got to get my taxes prepped. I got to shoot that podcast that I said I was going to shoot. I still have my OPEX final. Got to work on more of that. To silence all of that. There will always be a list. If I go back to 2010, that was the year that Be Comfortable in Silence became my motto and mantra. Just be comfortable, Matt. Just be comfortable. See, I would have the kids for a week straight, full-time father, and then they'd go back to their mom, and I'd go back to the house, and it was like, it was less than crickets. Sometimes I would turn on the laundry just for some noise. 
So I said, hey, I got to get comfortable. It's time. Sit with it. Sit with your silence. I think in conversation this week, that's kind of what what I'm being told right now. I don't know how long the silence is supposed to last. But 2020, I pivoted. I worked so hard. I worked seven days a week. Aha, pat, pat myself on the back. No, whatever. Like, I just was trying to survive. Truly, my, my fight or flight kicked in. 2020 ended. I was so proud of my 2020, given all the circumstances. 2021 came and it started throwing haymakers left and right, battling. Loss after loss after loss. I started to think that maybe I'm losing because I'm tired. Because I haven't rested, because I haven't taken a moment to be comfortable in the silence. Recharge, regroup, refocus on helping the people that I love to help which is the ones that feel unheard. The people that feel unheard are the people that I like working with. The people that need someone that they can trust to be more honest than just talk about weight loss. To be a little more vulnerable than just, can you teach me how to deadlift? To be a little bit more vulnerable to the point where they actually disclose everything on my fitness pal, that is seen and unseen. See, in years of, of working in this industry, you don't know how often as a nutrition coach to say, hey, I'm looking at your numbers and something doesn't add up. Uh, it's all there. I don't know why it's not working. Only to come to find out as I gain some trust, yeah, I haven't been telling you the whole truth. And it's not one of those moments where like, of course you haven't. It's more like, Okay, what else is there to share? It is in that moment that I get really excited about coaching. It is in that moment where there's a proof of of trust. I've also worked with individuals that I know that maybe maybe we weren't the right fit because I they weren't going to trust me no matter how hard I tried. And in the past I'd try harder, but I've grown as a coach. We either connect and you trust me and I get to guide you through through so much more than just programming your fitness and nutrition, but getting to know you, getting to know your ins and outs, literally being able to spot right away in a conversation that things are not right and that you need to talk. Some of my greatest achievements as, as a coach has been walking and having genuine conversation while getting an exercise that is, leads people to some aha moments that have really like clicked. I've always wanted to make an impact. We've talked about that. And so while I'm sitting in this silence right now, I'm trying to refine 
I'm trying to realize to go deep versus wide is who I am as a coach. And I'm looking to work with people that want to go deep, that want to tackle the issues. No, I don't know it all. But I listen, I learn, I offer perspective, which is how we all discover. To have someone who cares offer perspective so that we can conclude what's next. So if you're like me right now and you're going through a time where it all seems silent, that you feel really alone, rather than curl up and think, what am I doing wrong? I think that we need to step into it, embrace the silence, sit with it, And allow whatever's trying to be seen deep down inside to be discovered. Something wants to be discovered. For those of us that have trouble resting, the world has a funny way of getting us to rest, whether it be our physical bodies or our minds. And so as it's quiet right now, as I have the time to sit with my thoughts and try to let them go through instead of ruminating on them, that might be the wrong word, but I'm going to try to allow what wants to be heard within to be heard. I'm going to work on reminding myself that the tattoo on my left side that says be comfortable in silence, I'm going to get comfortable. And it's going to be really uncomfortable, but I'm going to get comfortable with that silence so that the audible whisper that is my next direction can be heard and understood. That I can be content with who I am in this very moment, which I am right now. Really proud of myself right now. For Really love myself for, the, for one of the first times in my life. I really am recognizing my own value that I bring to the world. And I'm not going to allow silence to detract from that. Because as I said before, we get tested in our areas of weakness and silence because I've measured value by noise. And because I'm feeling really good about who I am, the silence comes and says, can you feel really good about who you are if everything is stripped away? That's what 2010 was. Can you feel really good about yourself if everything is taken away? And sometimes you literally have to go through it. I sure hope I don't again. 
But that time I literally had to go through everything being taken away. Everything as I saw it. It, it, it literally got broken down to me focusing on what was still there, which was I could still be a great father. I could still be a great friend. I could still be a great son. And I can serve others. See, I'm reminded in 2010, I just invited people, come work out with me. Come hang out with me. Let's go for a walk. Let's go here. They all had to be affordable, so they had to be $0 asks. And I didn't worry about where the next dollar was coming from. I didn't really worry about whether or not I was going to have a house the next day. I just sat in the silence. Sat with myself. And whatever came from that silence, I acted upon it. Right now we're living in a time where we're asked to be a little more isolated. So you're probably feeling the silence. This podcast is just to let you know that you're not alone. That you have a friend. You have someone that you could talk to. Reach out. Connect. But while it's silent, be comfortable in that. Sit into the silence and see what arises.